What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the most buzzworthy topics with a touch of what, Terence? Touch of humor. Touch of humor. Sometimes the humor presents itself, sometimes mm. it doesn't. Yeah, it's crazy. The last time we did uh, a recording, I think that day itself was when they suddenly announced that you know the this KTV cluster has exploded KTV by 40, cluster, yeah. 42 cases in, in one day. There was the highest, right? Was there a 50 plus after that? No, right? It was 19, yeah. then 42. Yeah, I think it was 4, 8, 42, and then 33. So we're somewhere around, I think, 86 or 87 in the cluster right now as we speak. Yeah. But today they haven't announced. Like, today is uh, 16 July. Yeah, they haven't. We 16 haven't, July. They haven't announced it yet, but they haven't doesn't announced sound that. like it's getting any smaller, man. Yeah. But yeah. Wow, straight into the topic. Uh. No, no, yeah, I just, I just happened like to, to... to talk about it. Uh, happened to. Yeah. You yeah, just yeah. can't wait to talk about it. Uh. Can't wait, can't wait, yeah. It's on everyone's lips. Wait, man. Yeah. But you've got it to is, do the man. plug first, the plug. Yeah, the plug is that if you've been listening to this podcast, it would, and if it's like made you laugh or think or do something to evoke something within you, be mm. great if you could share it with at least one other person because our podcast continues to grow. Our subreddit continues to grow. We are always thankful. But... If we could grow more, why not? Mm, that's right. Why not, man? If exactly. we can grow more. Yeah, but anything that, something that we don't want to grow more is the COVID culture. No, exactly. no, no. <laughs> Early start on the segways. Uh. Yeah. The segways. Yeah. On fire. So, so yeah, it, it's, it's, that's what the whole of Singapore is grappling with. I know mm. even Lawrence Wong and Ong Kong have said they are disappointed. Mm, correct. You know? And, uh, and I think and I guess, everyone has probably received at least like one meme making fun of this yeah. incident, like, right? Yeah, uh, what what yeah. have you seen? What's your favorite so far? Um, the one, it was like a WhatsApp message, I think between her daughter and someone where she was saying, uh, my mom cannot quarantine uh, because she had to go buy, because she bought mango at Golden Mile. And she said, if it was my dad, even if you want to jump down also, no one would believe you ended to buy mango yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yours, yours, yours. Uh, I think mine was just uh, you can, they can quarantine you confidential, confidentially and everything, but you they cannot avoid the walk of shame. And then there was a oh, photo the of, of a dude <laughs> at the base of his condo being escorted out of his condo by like four people yeah. in PPE, which is true, lah. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't yeah. you can't escape that. Then your neighbors are all gonna think that you either went to KTV or you went to eat satay, oh, la, satay. Or, or you went to eat satay. <laughs> Yeah, for the longest time, I was wondering why is everyone talking about that stall at Sate, at Topayo, that Sate stall. Yeah, then yeah. I realized it was the only alibi for someone who went to the KTV <laughs> and needed an excuse like, because the assistant stall holder there was part of the KTV cluster. <laughs> yeah, right? correct, correct. <laughs> well, uh, you can imagine all the guys who went to the KTV, they're like, oh, fuck, I need to go test. I know they say the test is confidential, but confirm people will find out. Then the Sate yeah. come out and you're like, I've never loved Sate more, man. I've never <laughs> loved Sate more. That's right now it's like um, for all public service announcement for all men right now. If you are yeah. feeling sick in the next uh one, two days and all right, uh I mean, yeah, you just got to be got to be very cognizant. Go to of, stores, is it? <laughs> be very cognizant of, of how you how you tell your significant other that you're not feeling well or what Because people people's I think their ears all prick up when they hear Oh, you're sick. Uh. Is it you went KTV? Oh, you're sick. Uh. Are you sick physically or sick <laughs> in your mind? Yeah. But um, oh. I mean, a few things too. They're, they're, they're pretty interesting, uh, right? They're, I think mm, uh, mm. 
uh, just go, I, I mean I I mean everyone has read the news everyone has heard about the news but just digging deeper into you know what people are making noise about in comments of 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 a lot of these articles and all that um, mm. I mean one one of the interesting things just to start off like, I mean yeah, tell me yeah. if I'm jumping the gun a bit here but unless you have a breakdown of no, the, no, what the sequence no. of events. I do, I do. You know, okay, I I do. maybe you want to go just do that just for people who haven't haven't got through it yet. Okay, so so I mean what what I found interesting before diving deep into the research was to to set the context of the nightlife industry in Singapore. I'll just I know last year there were a lot of talk about nightlife and how they're gonna cope with this. So so just very quickly, um I think last last August, like I mean during Circuit Breaker and phase one everything was closed, right? Mm. And the F&B industry, nightlife, were all getting fucked. Um, and then uh, in August 2020, some restrictions were were eased, I think, amongst F&B, but nightclubs, pubs, and KTVs were still told to, to remain closed. Mm. Then um, in October, um, the nightlife uh, industry uh, was not expected to resume activities. But mm. then, uh, and that, that saw the first time uh, these KTVs and nightclubs started pivoting to F&B. Yep. And the government announced some grants through MTI to give up to 50K to defray costs of, of pivoting like equipment and third, third party consultancy. Mm. Then in January, there was a pilot program mm. that was announced where certain nightclubs and karaoke uh, outlets um, would be allowed to be part of this program to trial like... Um, um, uh, this sort of opening under very strict controls are like two mm. nightclubs and 10 karaoke outlets. Yep, yep. Um, then the enforcement in May was stepped up because I think the numbers were peaking again yep. and the program, that program actually got delayed. Mm. Um, and then, so so I think one of the hardest industries that have been hit is the nightclubs. Mm. Because F&B, you know, they started opening up but nightclubs... Right. Um, I know Zook, we've, we've, we've spoken of a lot of times, they turn into a gym, a restaurant. Mm. But if you're a shady KTV, right, which is still a small business, yep, right? Yep. It's still a small business. If you're a, if you're a shady KTV where maybe mm. the ambiance might not be the best to turn into a cafe, mm. I, I can imagine you struggling. La. So so that's why with this whole KTV cluster uh, emerging, there's a lot of discussion about oh shit have they been going on for a long time mm. I think today they sent some journalists as undercover customers to go and research along Juchet and yeah. some of the feedback they got was that okay if you get fined you get fined but then you just carry on mm. under uh, under closed doors la. so mm. it's causing a lot of light to be shone on this traditionally dark underbelly of Singapore la. yeah correct correct yeah so um, that is the context yeah, and and and, and like, like I mentioned, uh, there's a lot of discussion online beyond the just the memes and the and the facts of the incident. I mean, some some things are coming out in the news right now that uh, the first infected person in the cluster, the which is this, a Vietnamese mm. tourist. Um, mm. I mean, we don't say hostess like We say we let's stick to the facts of what it what we know right now like. She's on a yeah, short term yeah. visitors pass, and uh, was came here in February, I think. And was sponsored yeah. by her Singaporean boyfriend, lah. You know, so I think, mm. um, yeah, a lot of people are questioning how come, how come she could come here in February, uh, on a short term visitors pass and all that. So, cause I, I, yeah. I, and, I always yeah. thought that it was, um, yeah, we only were allowing in essential workers or or, or family of of uh, PRs or something like that, lah, or, or family of mm. people who were working here and things like that. But, um, yeah, apparently this guy. A Singaporean boyfriend also got managed to get her short-term visitors pass. Uh. And and it was under the familial tie, ties lane. Yeah. 
So at yeah. first when I read that, I was like, familial tiles, you mean things, people that people are familiar with. Right? Then I was like, oh no, fuck family. lah. The root word is not familiar, it's family. Family, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of so strange because even circuit breaker, like even technically you couldn't even visit your boyfriend or girlfriend, like, right? Yeah, and, and I know, I know just from friend of a friend or something, even bringing back like family members wasn't the easiest thing, like, mm, right? Mm, mm. It was very right. heavily so, frowned upon, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of talk about this process as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, right. I think I think why we're going to some of this is because it's a uh, uh, just just based on when you hear about someone going to KTV or cheating on his wife and all that, your immediate thought is uh, ah he must be a scumbag. You know he's a he's a you know detrimental society and stuff like that lah. And 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 predictably the ministers all come out and say oh it's uh, all about personal responsibility and all these things lah, right? But mm-hmm. on the flip side of it, the it, it is also worth questioning why uh why how how this was allowed to happen uh, basically. So so that's why we're going maybe uh, step by step into each of this. Uh no 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 it's not comprehensive, but it's just some questions that I've seen people asking as well. Uh. So the first yeah. question I saw was yeah, how was this Vietnamese person let in? But okay, la, assume she's in and maybe she caught it from a Singaporean, who knows, you know. Uh I think mm. the second thing people are asking is like how come, how, yeah, like you said, uh, how long have KTVs been doing this already, uh, running as KTVs and and basically, you know, having, supposedly having hostesses, providing services and, and, and hanging out with clients and stuff like that. Uh, how, how yeah. like, like, and you mentioned, uh, you know, there was a, there was a real pivot towards uh, them being F&B outlets, but I think some of the questions I saw was like, seriously, you believe that a KTV will pivot to and to become an FMB, <laughs> yeah. and then you want to go and eat an FMB in a KTV? Uh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like right. you're you're used to your Michelin star restaurants or or that. And then suddenly, oh, KTV is now serving uh chakwetiao. Okay, let's go eat chakwetiao in the KTV. <laughs> yeah, it it just feels like a a perfect alibi in the making la. Like as mm. if one of those people who frequent KTVs and like like yeah. for for. I mean, you can imagine them telling their spouses or something like, oh, I'm just going to meet a friend at a restaurant. Lah. Yeah, going for it's a meal. a restaurant. <laughs> going for a meal. Yeah. yeah. But never say what you're going to be eating. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. And then another thing is uh, asking, okay, since, okay, I mean, assume that we, on good faith, lah, that the KTVs uh, were really trying to pivot to F&B, lah, right? Regardless of, yeah. of, of, of your, your, your uh, regardless of our preconceived notions about that, lah, right? Um, yeah. Then why didn't they send more social distancing ambassadors to go and check up on them or so right? Because we see SDAs, uh, you know, all over malls in Singapore. They're patrolling malls. They're telling people to put on a mask. You know, the MBS woman gets approached by by all these SDAs and all that. But then if we know that the KTVs are, you know, doing things behind closed doors and you know they're trying to become restaurants behind closed doors and what, shouldn't there be a bit more, uh, you know, a bit more closer eye kept on them or so right? So you're saying that it should it shouldn't have been uh, gone under the radar or like with one eye closed that KTVs are going to be operating yeah. um, and they should be put under more watch. Lah. Yeah, yeah. Because in some sense, I mean, I know it's two completely different things. But if you go back to Changi Airport becoming a cluster, right? And then you hear about um, yeah the staff who were in the high-risk areas being allowed to just go out for lunch and mingle with the rest of the community within Changi Airport and all that, right? Um, mm. It kind of makes you think like, eh, isn't it obvious that these places are, that, 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 
these people are more, you know, more high risk and more exposed to, the, more likely to be exposed to the virus and in close proximity with possibly infected people. Um, so it seems almost like just from a, a layman a layman standpoint that this this is not something that uh, should have uh, escaped uh, detection that easily, like, Right? You know, um, mm. oh, as in it's a procedural thing. It's not a. It's not a freak accident or anything like that. That someone cannot COVID at that point. It's a procedural error, like, Right? Some something wrong yeah. the SOP that that uh, we mentioned before, like, like the generals are supposed to be the best at SOP. How come that the SOP here fail? Like? So the other thing here is like you, I mean, you know how difficult it is to start a restaurant or pivot to the F and B business already, and you know you're mm. dealing with KTVs, like, They're not. They they are a lot of uh, you know. Uh, a lot of vices do happen in KTVs, right? So you know that mm. there's going to be transi- this transition period. So shouldn't it be more, I mean, aside from helping the businesses survive, shouldn't it have been a little bit more uh, scrutiny on how they're actually doing this pivot thing, right? No, but but then I think that's where, and this is uh, like from my layman's perspective, mm. I believe that a lot of these KTVs with their hostesses, right, they are already doing things illegal illegally by having them work as hostesses and mm. and participate like right mm-hmm. so feels like of course purely speculative mm. if you are going to make part of your mandatory protocol to send your sdas to these places that are already doing illegal things mm. can you imagine the social distancing and distancing ambassador go in and like just tell them okay stay apart but there is almost a government representative in a place that is doing illegal stuff yeah so it felt like if you're going to send the sda there you're going to have to deal with much more than just social distancing like yeah and maybe maybe it was the case like you know like if you see someone littering in public Mm. and you know you think maybe you should say something but you just turn and you pretend you don't see you're like oh you know I, I don't see I, i don't know what's going on oh shit then so in future if the littering is is uh uh, publicized comes like oh my god I wasn't even uh, aware of that maybe this is happening on a on a on a on a protocol level so like. you're saying that because uh, wait, if I, if I, if I, if I correctly you're saying that social distancing investors are scared of confronting the no KTV not owners? scared I would say for them to be deployed mm. they need to be deployed by some sort of protocol or policy yep. or, or procedure that they are not they are not going to decide right correct, correct. but the people who are deciding it are going to be government officials yep. and maybe for them, like, okay, we're going to be deploying these government representatives to places where we are aware they're doing illegal shit, but we haven't clamped down yet. Mm. So, so, so maybe we don't go there yet. I don't know. This is just me, me Wait, thinking that. Well, let me hear you. Let me let me try to break down what you're saying. You're saying that yeah, the, the the directive from the top is to close one eye to potential legal illegal activity that might be. That no, might no, be no, not to places. close. Not to close one eye. It's almost like... Because, okay, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the authorities in Singapore know that KTVs have been operating that way. This is even mm. pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like like illegal foreign workers doing this, doing that, mm. but they haven't clamped down for whatever reason. Yeah. So if, if they are aware of that kind of stuff happening, mm. then to, to make that part of your formal procedure where you're sending SDAs down, it almost exposes something that hasn't been been done properly to begin with. Uh. Mm. So I'm not saying there was a new directive to not send them there. It's just it just feels like, oh shit, maybe maybe that could be a reason. Because and, and I bring that up because I know that prostitution is actually legal in Singapore. Mm. And it's one of the few cities in the world where it's legal. And what I believe to be the rationale is that once you legalize it, you can regulate it. Mm. You know, you Correct. can you can mandate 
that all your prostitutes and all go for regular testing mm-hmm. because it's already part of your your workforce. Uh. Whereas KTV hosts, maybe it's because they, it's so informal, right? Mm. That that people who are just crossing their fingers and hoping nothing goes wrong. Like. And unfortunately, yeah. it sounds, even Ong Yee Kung uh, recognized that this is going to be a big cluster. Like. Yeah. And it's really funny right. that you say that like, because um, yeah, like, this year has been a tough year. You know, one of our hallmark events, F1, got cancelled. Mm. A lot of business deals happened. Um, but we also know that a lot of business deals also happen in KTV, la, right? Between <laughs> that one, I don't know, la, That one, I don't know. <laughs> what I you know, understand? How you know? Uh? Like businessmen, you know, uh? a lot of business gets conducted in KTV, la, You know, like literal yeah. shaking of hands and like you know, okay, we'll do this business together. Uh, shaking of more than hands, uh. for whatever reasons, like You know, KTV seems mm. like a very conducive place to do business. So, so maybe for them it was like, yeah, you know. The, the deal flow deal flow will get uh, interrupted <laughs> the deal flow uh, by, by, it's for the economy yeah, it's for the it's economy, for economy bro so, so I mean um, for the economy I mean it's quite funny you say that lah, because the even the I mean on the, when the whole thing exploded as well Supreme KTV one of those involved uh, the, the the manager Mr. Lee was interviewed and he said and he said to be honest I do not know who these Vietnamese hostesses are you know for our part we allow customers to come in whether they're hostesses or Singaporeans or Chinese nationals or Vietnamese we are not Very racist inclusive, uh? yeah, we are not racist <laughs> we don't exclude any group said Mr. Lee so yeah I think some of my WhatsApp groups people are saying give this guy a national day medal yeah, uh, national day award <laughs> racial harmony for day all, you know for the win you know <laughs> for all we talk about all the and like PA and all that not understanding how to balance cultures yeah. yo the owners of KTVs are the true the true bastions yeah. of race blindness uh. they are not racist yeah and then, they are not and then, racist. But the funny thing is like Supreme KTV, I mean, the, I was just looking at a picture of the, the signboard there. The name of their business also is very innocent. Like K-Cube Bibimbap Private Limited. <laughs> K-Cube you, Bibimbap. Yeah. When you hear this, then you think, oh yeah, 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 F&B. It totally, totally does F&B only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but... But I mean, so so that was one thing that struck me about, yeah, exactly. Like like what you said, the, the common thing about Changi Airport was like, yo, guys, uh, for the authorities, like this feels like a lapse, la, right? Mm. And what mm. you said also, it feels like a lapse. La. Why wasn't this re- recognized as a as a hot, a potential hotbed for this shit? Yeah. And not, people not being deployed, they felt funny. Like, you know, National mm. Parks, Pasteur's Park got drone all, you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking drones. <laughs> got robot robots. coming, robot robots. telling you to save distance. <laughs> and KTV, every day behind closed doors, nobody go there. Fucking just do whatever you want. Nah. Yeah. Do whatever In fact, I mean, I don't know if you've, you've uh, seen the, there's some videos circulating around. I don't have it in my possession or anything, but I've seen it on other people's phones. Nah. There are videos circulating uh. around of, of some of these uh, hostesses and, and the parties that they were still having and all that like, you know mm. and, 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 and yeah like, it's just it's just uh, yeah like, downright debauchery like. the word debauchery oh you mean it's just it. it's just like crazy shit like, like yeah, just no social shit. distancing at all like. I mean yeah I mean like <laughs> as much social distancing as you would expect from like you know straddling uh, Shred- and all that, and all that. Like. yeah like, everything like. so so it's it's um uh, and I mean, I I I assume that it's not too it's not a video from too long ago because the video quality is very good lah. It looks like it comes from mm. an like iPhone, you know, a flagship kind of like high quality four K. Three camera, uh, three 4K, camera. Got motion. No, then got like the motion compensation or that kind of stuff lah. So so steady it's, cam it's, all Yeah, it's pretty decent quality <laughs> kind. But but my point is yeah lah. I mean um yeah lah, It feels like people have been having their cake and eating it too. 
Uh, oh. uh, you know, they've been like, you know, trying to, they've been, while everyone else has been locked down at home or, you know, and, and struggling with work from home and, and home-based learning, this, there are a lot of people who have been out and about in this KTV still having their good old parties. Uh. Yeah. I mean, one thing I heard about another side of this, because, you know, a lot of these, these hostesses are Vietnamese, right? Mm. Um, and I think that there was some, there have been quite a few articles written about the plight of uh, Vietnamese abroad. Mm, because mm. I think even now, the regulation is that all foreigners and overseas Vietnamese cannot go back to Vietnam via commercial flights. Mm, they can only correct. return via repatriation flights arranged by the Vietnamese government. Correct, correct. And from what I understand, these are in short supply. So, mm. so there is this portion, not to say these hostesses fall under that, but there is this portion of Vietnamese around the world that are kind of stuck in their countries yeah. that are not uh, Vietnam. Yeah. So, so it, it's because and 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 how like uh, unfortunately now there are other there are repercussions even in Vietnamese eateries that mm. I think just an article came out today that Vietnamese eateries have seen a huge dip in patrons. Uh, a halal Vietnamese stall that recently got covered, uh, I think in mainstream media that mm. just opened up in Old Airport Road that had queues. Now there's mm. no one. Yeah. So it almost feels like everything Vietnamese is kind of getting this 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 blowback from this shit lah. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought you raised a good point like, in that. Uh, yeah, apparently, okay, like, it's not just Vietnamese. Like, I mean, there's Korean and and Thai and and, and Chinese yeah. as well. So, but I, I've seen I've seen like the acronyms of like, uh, KTV kiss the Viet Canada virus. KTV KTV oh, stuff like that. Like. <laughs> so I mean, it's not um, there there is some truth that there are people who are stuck la like, um. And you, I mean, even before COVID, all that you know, when we were doing our our she's a terrorist, our TV series, that we we did quite a bit of research into the the the, the whole yeah. no the world no. Thai discourse Nightlife. Oh, night. Thai yeah, discourse, Thai discourse correct, correct, and, yeah, and yeah. just also understanding that um yeah a lot of uh, uh, supposedly la allegedly a lot of the the ladies who dance and work at Thai discourse uh yeah la, they are really there they're really in Singapore just on like you know tourist visas students visas whatever. Um, and they're, they're here just to earn like one, two months worth of pay so that they can go back to their home countries and, you know, set up legitimate businesses, you know, like set yeah, up a clothing yeah. shop or something like that. So, um, yeah, they're not all here to, 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 to you know, to, to lead Singaporean men astray or anything like that. Lah. And and a lot of them are, are here because the, the, the money is, is quick and easy. And uh, I mean, now it's probably safer to be in Singapore than a lot of other places within Southeast Asia as well, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's there. There is some element of like um, let's not let's not let's not demonize uh all of them, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Because I mean, the the funny thing is, um, unfortunately, the the Vietnam Vietnamese are gonna bear the brunt of like the blame la, almost mm. and that that's so sad because um like 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 what we just said you know the the people who are here working as hostesses i mean like i can assume that that it is a life that you're always on edge you know like uh, i think there there's been quite a few articles written about like how ktvs are almost ready for any kind of rate mm. and and uh, they have people stationed around their KTVs just to see whether there's any government officials lingering and Not really. apparently by the time the, the raid happens, the hostesses are out of the back door. Wow. Because I think a lot of these hostesses are employed illegally. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So, so if they're employed illegally, you can imagine like you're just in a foreign country living like 
like like like on age lah. And unfortunately, there are also a lot of Vietnamese service staff in Singapore, mm. right? So I hope there's there's nothing against them because, and this is what I think. Um, someone like uh, Donald Low, the social commentator mm. and professor at a uh, uh, Hong Kong University, yeah. he shared something that was posted by his friend Liu Kai Kun, mm. talking about how. In this case, the Vietnamese, like what you said, might be demonized. But what about the patrons of this KTV bus? Mm. And I think he pointed out that okay, let's say they're all uh, uncles who are of Chinese ethnicity, lah. Mm. I know that's an assumption, but if they are, will they? How come they are not? They will. I mean, they will likely not suffer the same kind of stereotypes that that you know the foreign workers experience when they were in the dorms last year, mm. or or any other group that is associated with. Some sort of negative behavior, like because no one is talking about the patrons or the ethnicities and all that. It's all it for for the nice thing is they're seen as a group of patrons mm. or not a certain race or something. But I'm curious about the demographic, lah. No, I'm trying to. Uh, I haven't seen the Donolo uh, post, lah. But uh, is is someone trying to bring in race about this whole thing again? Uh yeah yeah correct correct. Oh, let's look at it through the no. racial lens again. No, because no, because like what you said. I mean, basically, the crux of it is that, um, like what you said. Unfortunately, the the brunt of this this blowback is going to be against uh Vietnamese lah. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. But but you can even, like I mean what this guy is saying um is that okay it's something to think about also lah. Like um if if uh if if these are all people of a certain race uh, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, is it going to be something that is just going to be brushed aside as opposed to to how it was in other cases like uh, where there's a certain ethnicity that's tied to a certain negative behavior lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Donald Lo was posting that uh, he was more critical of Chao Pao, the the newspaper where last year they ran quite a few um, how you say uh, uh, harsh posts about the stereotypical foreign worker and how they are dirty and all lah. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So so he was just saying, are they going to post anything at this point lah? Yeah. I don't and know. I, you know like, I don't know. I just... I just strange, strange place to pull in the, the concept of Chinese privilege again lah to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to... I want to speak up against like everything being a racial issue because... Mm. um. You all say that I mean, y'all, y'all meaning like Donald Lo and you lah, right? And and mm. guy, saying that there's something about this Chinese thing, but but to to me it's like um, it's maybe it's more about the the age of the person, like like I mean between me and you know uh, Chinese people that friends that I have and all that, we all like also we're also cursing and swearing at these at these guys, and it's more about mm. the. Their age or their lack of um, the lack of concern that they have that we are that we are calling out like you know, um, mm. I hesitate to 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 label it as a race thing and then say that oh, I don't see it because of my Chinese privilege because again we don't know the the bulk of this we know that they're mostly Singaporean like, That's right, that's for sure like, mm. right. But then to to like suddenly like eh, make it about race and all that again, I'm like, um. I, I, this is this is the the flip side. This is, to me is the ugly side of this whole Chinese privilege talk, lah. Everything becomes about about race, and then there there's like um yeah, it's just it's just like something that isn't even that that closely tied to race. Has just someone just has to be the be the the one on the white horse bringing in the concept of race again, lah. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just it's just a strange, uh, strange 
equivalence that he's also bringing up between the the, the dorms and the Chinese. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, this, this is, that was our segment on Chinese privilege. <laughs> I feel like almost every episode there must be some element of some Chinese, some, some privilege, privilege thing, right? No? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 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 uh, like I appreciate your perspective also mm. because uh, yeah, reading it um, like to me, it's it's just something that I think is gonna carry on, mm. um, and and I hope it doesn't descend into to some sort of like speculation, like because I don't know where it whether or not it's been disclosed the ethnicity of the patrons, right? Not yet, right? No, yeah. Because it's meant to yeah, be confidential. It's confidential, right? yeah. It's confidential. Yeah, yeah. So so in, in those posts also there were yeah, like, there were assumptions like that they were mostly ethnic uh Chinese. Like. Mm. It's only all fucking Indian people. No, I mean <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We don't really know yet. Like. So suddenly there's this like over over eagerness to like suddenly make it about Chinese privilege. That's why I'm like mm-hmm. mm. a bit it's a bit stranger. But, yeah. But that is a good point because I'm looking at the comments in those posts also and yeah. like uh, though no one's really calling out the fact that okay, are these ethnicities of like too much too like mostly Chinese males uh, justified? Uh, mm. Yeah. Because As in the, no, one's call, no one's asking that. La. Yeah, we don't I mean, and then if you're in Singapore you throw a you throw a stone you'll hit a Chinese person la, more likely than not, la, right? Mm. Uh, so yeah la, the the immediate assumption is all Chinese I'm like whoa isn't that in itself racist already a racist act mm. but just assuming mm. it's all Chinese you know but, but if you tell me it's the majority privilege or something you say it's because it's a majoritarian privilege uh, then okay la. but then the, the when you start bringing race oh you know it's touchy areas but major- ma- ma- majority you mean you're saying majority in terms of what age or, race, or race. something? Not just race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, you can say, oh, it's more likely than not mostly, mostly Chinese, lah, right? But then, and then, but then suddenly, seventy three percent, seventy three percent of them were Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, whatever it is, lah. But the, the idea is that if if yeah, it, it, isn't there anything more racist than like just just uh, assuming something based on someone's skin color, lah, right? Assuming that they must be mm. the KTV patrons and, and no one else, lah. Isn't that a racist but, thing but, in itself? Huh? But when you when you're saying majority mm. uh privilege and Chinese privilege, essentially they are pointing to the same thing. It's just the labeling that you don't like. Yeah, because majority or you think privilege is not constructive. La. Yeah, anything can be a majority privilege, all right. If a man walks mm. into a room that's all women only, right? A women only mm. conference or something like that. There is a privilege to like there is a privilege to being part of the majority la. the stuff you're talking about you can relate better to each other and stuff like that right let's mm. say we're all in there to to do sales or something and, and compete with each other or something you know uh, mm. the, you can say that there's some majority privilege there for women and all that la. and not just because the guy's a, the guy's a guy so he has he has uh, you know white male privilege or whatever it is la, right mm-hmm. I mean of course histori- so, so- of course there's some historical context to to how to how men and women are also treated and and we do take that into account but but I think uh yeah like the the to 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 take white privilege and after that just replace white with like a whatever the majority race is or the majority group is I think that's a mm. bit different like, you know so in some way also like the another consequence of the how you say the stereotype of KTVs right mm. is that there's actually been a petition mm. to separate 
uh, family karaoke from nightclubs and KTVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Because those family karaokes have also been slapped with the same kind of uh, stereotype correct. that KTVs and nightclubs tend to propagate. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, I think there's as of like uh, in 24 hours, there's 1,100 signatures um for for nine by like for nine karaoke outlets like seventh heaven sing yeah. my song family karaoke uh to be separated like because according to them they are family friendly and most of their business comes through daylight hours like. mm-hmm. Correct. so so in some way also they also cannot the 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 consequence of being stereotype being the minority yeah they're the minority <laughs> they're the minority ktvs yeah, and then they don't oh my god they don't minority enjoy the majoritarian KTVs. privilege right yeah, the minority KTVs <laughs> are getting screwed over, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's true because I've I've been to some of those kit, kit like uh karaoke boxes mm. unwillingly, admittedly during the day. Yeah. Um, uh, and and yeah, it totally doesn't feel shady. It's like in Boogie's yeah. uh Boogie's yeah. Plus or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are, and you, it's really just like every time I go to those places, I'm just, just like, like a, I want to get out there quickly because I know I'm paying per. A minute or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bowling alley, la. It's like a bowling alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so then I mean, then, then it almost feels like okay by by extrapolation into the the underbelly of Singapore. I mean, I know mm. massage places are carrying on, right? Yes. yes. But there's also the the darker side yeah. of uh massage parlors, la, yeah, Right. Correct, because correct. you also get the family massage parlors, the ones like that my mom goes to. Yeah. But then you also get the underbelly, and that. That is also something that has hasn't had a light shone on it mm. in recent times, lah. Yeah, it's a wow. Yeah, uh, oh. and I think everyone is is on edge waiting for Ong Ye Kung and uh, Lawrence Wong to address the nation. Uh. Correct, correct. We need to find out what what, what new measures they might take because of this, lah. Because we felt like it felt like we were, you know, turning the corner on COVID already, and and you know the second this was the big second wave, and then all the third wave. Everyone whichever. getting ready for NDP, you know, <laughs> the milestone of everyone getting at least one dose of the vaccine, yeah, yeah, right, by yeah. NDP. And then suddenly, then yeah. and then <laughs> another another Sparkle Thought school had two, I think like the 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 kids, two kids got COVID or something like that, right? Uh, yeah, so, we spoke of Sparkle Thoughts in a podcast episode before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this one, I think maybe if, I don't know if it's a parent or someone or the teacher or whatever who, who maybe went KTV or what and then got it also. Or, or then went there to was someone on the ship, on the cruise, on the cruise also? Oh yeah, someone the cruise on ship. The cruise had to who, one, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's quite tough. La. It's, 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 it's tough. Um, but then, I mean, I think there's going to be, uh, that going back to what you brought up first, the familial mm. ties thing, I think there's definitely going to be talk about that. Uh, because even if you look at the the title, right, um, most like straight times and all was that, okay, the the uh, case, the first uh, case was uh, through familial tiles, tiles and all that, which sounds a little ambiguous. Uh. Today was the only one who said, sponsored by Singapore Boyfriend, mm. which is... Mm. Which is the fact, lah, and I think familial ties, ties, oh, familial ties, feels like it's it's. There's going to be a lot of questions asked. Yeah. I can imagine the opposition parties all all jotting down notes already, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Anyway, just to go back to, to the earlier thing, which uh, about the whole Chinese privilege thing, lah. I think the original post by mm. Liu Kai Kun, as a, I mm. mean, it's got 113 shares, but I think not. And you actually, if you look at the comments, it's not overwhelmingly. In support lah, a couple of them point out that um, yeah, his last paragraph was 
was about, oh, those those moralistically religious organizations keen on chastising anti Madonna rather than addressing social issues. Disappointed that mm. the cluster did not come from gay bars? Question mark. Mm. You know, so, mm. so then the people are like, huh? What what is this have to do with what does it have to do, do with the uh? issue and, and why the and like literally like why the hate? Although they say the comments most mostly resonate with them, but but the last paragraph is puzzling us. So so I, I do get that is the sense I get from reading this and Donald those things that where they're uh, conflating a lot of uh, different issues into mm. into this might not be my 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 yeah your your message might not get heard as loudly right if the message is about mm. the message is about um yeah what what the the problem with KTVs and the people who patronize KTVs like I mean as a straight Chinese male so I yeah I'm also not happy that these guys do that lah, you know, that, that they've they've done that during during COVID and everything. And 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 made every and negated everyone's efforts. Lah. So yeah, the, the broad stroke of saying is some Chinese male privilege thing is is yeah, just didn't sit very well. Lah. Sit very well with me. Mm. But anyway. And I guess maybe yeah. maybe that's why that's why there's not many people uh challenging that in a post because they are already supporters of this guy's perspectives. Lah. Who's yeah. this guy? Eh? I don't know. I don't he's know. a academic. He's an academic, I think. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but interesting, interesting perspective. Interesting, I mean, yeah, like, like the last time you were talking about the Jimmy Fallon, the young Raja thing, right? You managed to dig up someone yeah, who, was, who was offended by <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's perspective. And young then after Raja. that, after that, I found a few more. If if you had not listened to that episode, the last episode, we were talking about how uh, the local rapper Young Raja got a shout out on Jimmy Fallon's show, but mm. under the category "Do Not Play." Yeah. And it was basically like a, like a like a casual diss by Jim, Jimmy Fallon about the song mm. Um, and I mean it's still fucking great in my opinion. And I think in your opinion too, and Young Raja's opinion, and it's been great for him lah. But I was surprised that I it was difficult for me to find people saying that, hey, you know, this is actually being insulted. You know, why why are you so grateful for this guy insulting you? Mm. And then after that, after the podcast, I was like, hey, fuck, I need to back up my claim. So then I found a f- quite a few tweets. Echoing that, like, which mm. I think are are, are, are ridiculous, like. Yeah. And yeah. and it's just kind of looking at it from a very how you say, uh, uh I wouldn't say narrow minded, but just just a little too SJW, like. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn. But uh, yeah. But yeah. So just just uh, I guess what what's interesting is that yeah, you know, there, there there's probably more. More coming out in the next couple of days. More information coming out. So we hope this, this discussion. You know, uh, there'll probably be more to add to this discussion, lah. But um, yeah, there's another very interesting thing that has happened recently, and and the, I found a very tenuous link between the two stories, lah. It's like basically there something happened to this actress, and this actress has played a Vietnamese bride in a in a local oh. TV series before, <laughs> and she had to learn the Vietnamese accent and everything, lah. So uh-huh. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of that. That's why the news, news articles are, have been flooded with this this huge incident that happened to her. But can you please tell yeah. us what is this shocking? I mean, incident that has happened to the actress for, Chantel for the, Ng. Yeah, for those of you listening who you know sometimes get unnecessarily anxious, I would just cautious you that the thing I'm going to say next might be a little hard to take for some of you, la. Yeah. It's, so it's so a, brace yourselves. It's a tough one. I know the first topic sounded intense, but this topic is going to be way intense. Yeah. Uh, let me let me read you uh, some of the headlines uh, that this incident has has taken claim over in in the news la. It is Chantel Ng forgot 
she left her car at Mediacorp and took the MRT late at night to retrieve it. Mm. And that's on that's today. That's literally the article title. That's, that's on today. today. Yep. Yeah. And then on eight days, Chantal Ng forgot she left the car at Mediacorp, took the MRT late at night to retrieve it. Hmm, same title. Yeah. Um, on the Straight Times, actress Chantal Ng returns to Mediacorp at 11pm after forgetting she drove to work. <laughs> on Mothership as well. Singapore actress Chantal Ng forgets she drove to work, takes MRT to Mediacorp at 11pm to retrieve the car. Oh my God. What an yeah. abomination, man. Yeah, so... And this is not just one article on some random blog, blog or website that nobody reads. Yeah. It's on the major mainstream publication outlets. Yeah, correct. And um, yeah, it happened on Monday evening where this actress... Uh, you know, she she was at I think at MediaCorp's campus for work, and then she she had driven there, but she was so tired she forgot, and then she took a she took a grab home or something. Like so she uploaded a series of Instagram stories that same night as well, documenting what happened. That means documenting her taking the MRT back to MediaCorp at eleven p.m. and 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 stuff like that, lah. Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the way yeah. the way they write the article also. Um, so like every celeb armed with legions of Instagram followers Chantel created an IG poll asking if she should pay for an expensive grab ride or take a one hour journey on public transport to the office Yeah, yeah. and people voted and the spoiler alert literally spoiler alert she took the MRT yeah. oh my god fucking right. Pulitzer Prize winning journalism there man no, I mean, uh, okay so yeah, it is uh, we're, we're talking about this because I I think uh, you are probably as shocked as I am that why is this news lah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm fucking shocked. I not just I like I can imagine straight times some of the shitty articles they post. Yeah. Um I like, just fuck it. Like now whenever I need to read something from a news outlet, straight times is my last choice. Mm. But then when I saw it on today, yeah. I mean, wh- why? Yeah. But well, maybe there's a element of Chinese privilege to it, because she's like very popular amongst Chinese people or something like is she, is she is she popular? <laughs> I no. I mean, I know she's some. She's a she's a very famous act. Uh, you know, one of those veteran actresses. She's the daughter of one of these veteran actresses, Li Meijiao. So, uh, but other than that, I you know, I know she's yeah, relatively new. I, I didn't know. I, I'm not. I don't follow her career too closely. But yeah, so it, it, I don't think it's because she's she's that popular or what lah, right? At first, I thought maybe it was sponsored post by Grab or SMRT or something saying, yeah. okay, you know, in Singapore, you can take the public transport at 11pm and still be safe mm. or some shit like that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, when we were thinking about topics to talk about for a goofy topic, um, like like this was one of our suggestions and, and it almost, I mean, I was also talking to Terence, maybe we should turn this into a uh, an every episode segment where we find one article that almost feels like it doesn't deserve to be in the newspapers to talk about like, and this mm. was was the first one that just blew my mind like, and I'm and yeah I, it just it just boggles my mind maybe it's the case where you know when when one story breaks on one uh, publication yeah. uh, everyone else picks it up yeah or maybe, or maybe it's uh, is it is the fact that she took MRT that is so shocking why why because she's a big celebrity and celebrities celebrities taking MRT is like a it's like a very big deal. Uh. Like when you see a minister on MRT, everyone like takes photo of it, right? Last time. Um. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, is it is it that that big a thing? I mean, okay. So the thing about mainstream media, like, I know 
they 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 almost write a lot about the the properties or the how home purchases of MediaCorp stars mm, mm. like you know Romeo Tan got this uh, Dennis Chu got this yeah. and I can imagine there being part uh, sponsor sponsored post there a sponsored post element yeah. but when I saw this I was like why is this part of the news <laughs> It, I I mean I I I'm also trying to wrap my head around it. Like, if I was the person trying to pitch this story to my editor to to you know make the article, like what is it about it? Like, is it just that yeah like, Everyone else has written something about it. Or is it maybe because it is that rare to see a celebrity take the MRT? Or is it ah, because really? yeah? Or is it because of the way that they? she presented the the whole ordeal of going back to the office at 11pm as you know Instagram stories that you could vote on and stuff like that also it, it, um, I mean it's a bit it's, I, it's a bit puzzling to me because like, I mean 11pm isn't even that late like, to be honest yeah yeah we, so, I mean, we've had done we've done shoots and productions that ended late, even later than that before like. No, maybe this like this is going like maybe we are we we are almost in the middle of a met- meta discovery because mm. like like I can imagine some of these publication outlets like like um maybe they had a deadline to meet or something and mm. they just needed to find something to talk about like, yeah right and then they published that like. but in some sense is it not what we're doing now yeah. We are talking about it like, right oh my god no but we're the only I mean we're genuinely the only ones who are. Not we are being a bit snarky about not necessarily snarky, but we just don't understand why why is this news like right? Whereas all of them, yeah. the rest of them are reporting it like like, like factually. <laughs> I mean, I get it if it's like um, I think you know the the that that Twilight the Twilight actor right? Uh, what's his name? He wore a a t shirt recently that was Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. He wore a Bedok, oh, yeah, yeah. a Bedok rugby. Club T-shirt or something like recently, yeah, yeah, and that correct, caused correct, waves. Correct, yeah. I mean, it caused a little bit of news because it's like, oh, cool, he's wearing something he got from Singapore, uh, even while he's in LA or what, like, Even though it's, a, it's just a T-shirt, like. but yeah, so so the I mean, Robert Pattinson's a huge star, like, right? He's he's well known worldwide and everything, but this one I'm yeah. like, I try to wrap my head around it, like why why they why they thought it was interesting, or is it really just you- Maybe it was just they thought, oh, we already rounded the corner with COVID. It's going to be a slow news day. And then boom, <laughs> yeah, <that's what> <laughs> the whole KTV thing happened. Unless unless it's the only people who this is not news for are two of us. Are like everyone listening, they're like, oh my God, yeah. what? Chantal Erg took an MRT at 11 p.m.? What yeah. the fuck? What Ex- is the world coming to? Excuse you know our, what might be yeah, excuse our English, speaking, uh, English speaking privilege, uh, so to speak. Yeah, that's why. Maybe we don't know. Maybe no, we don't know. Maybe... Maybe it's the case also that okay, we, we know that MediaCorp and SPH and all these newspaper and straight times, everyone is kind of in bed with each other. Like. Maybe they have a KPI of stories per week that must be about MediaCorp stars, MediaCorp actors and MediaCorp actresses. And they're like this week, fuck, like no one's doing anything interesting. Uh, you know what? Let's just let's just talk about this. Actually no which, which I Con- contrary, be, right? No, because contrary to that, I think SPH actually tries not to feature too much about Mediacorp productions and Mediacorp stars as much. Is it? Because, I mean, ultimately, they're competitors, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Okay, but there are publications that post, you know, the most well-dressed um, Mediacorp stars. And I mean, just to mm. give the context, like just now I said it in jest, I do feel 
like personal people in media in Singapore are doing fucking amazing shit. Mm. Um, which is why when I see articles like this, I'm like, yo, there are so many people doing interesting things. Why focus on this? Like that one, um, like uh, the one I said in the previous episode about that that intern who just caught a book deal and all. That one you put behind premium paywall. Mm. And this mm. one you give for free. Fuck. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, man. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's uh, in line with all the, remember we were talking about why are they making all these news articles about uh, tech CEOs purchasing good class bungalows and all that, right? Maybe yeah. it's to say, oh, you see, even this actress, she, you know, she's new and everything, but she drive, can drive big car to work, everything, you know, and then, and then, yeah, and she took MRT and like, oh, that's such a strange thing for for uh, you know uh, someone who's so successful to take MRT I don't know uh, just, yeah. just trying to reinforce the whole uh, <laughs> income inequality and everything uh. <laughs> I mean if she needed a car early the next morning just take grab lah. yeah I don't know man this is just uh, weird uh. yeah yeah weird. oh yeah actually that's true uh. if she needed a car the the next day I tell well, you that's, she should have just taken grab something there's something going on here. Okay, yeah. so under under the today today, uh, you know when they have the recommended articles from at the bottom of this, right? Yeah. One of the other articles is ex MediaCorp star Jeff Wang got bitten by his dog on live stream. Mm, mm. That also made new made the news. But that that to me so, is, is 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 a bit more newsworthy, la. Cause is it? I mean, you got bit you got getting bitten on a live stream and all is a is a pretty big deal, right? You know. <sighs> I mean, it depends on... Maybe it was just an affectionate bite. Uh. Your okay, dog never uh, bite you affectionately. Uh. God, no, 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 no. Actually, never, never. Biting is quite... Uh, never. Is nipping and all that is, is quite bad behavior. Uh, when you, uh, to, to do to your own owner, uh, whatever. But but uh. I think that one I can still justify because, you know, it could cause injury or whatever. Uh. Whereas, whereas this one, yeah, I don't get it. But 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 the fact that, yeah, now more on this topic... My star bright Chantel Ng reveals who taught her Vietnamese accent. My star bright Chantel Ng practiced, practiced Vietnamese accent for months. So maybe, ah. maybe this was a bot yeah. or something. And then it's like, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz about Vietnamese right they now. Just so, write some articles. So they just shit out some article oh. and they submit, you know. No, it feels like there's something, there's something here. La. There's mm. something here. Maybe, yeah. but but yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, we have that that subreddit uh thread about topics to talk about, right? Yeah. Maybe people should start like putting us like putting sharing articles that feel like they don't make they shouldn't make the news. Yeah. I know Strange. that would feel like we are giving giving exposure to this article that shouldn't get the news, which is a bit ironic. Mm. But we just wanna like just expose how this articles like this shouldn't exist in mainstream media, which is already so clogged with uh so much information. Yeah, yeah, correct. Oh my god, even talking about that is tiring me out, man. <laughs> but uh oh shit yeah speaking yeah. of subreddit la, maybe let's just go into uh the comment yeah. of the since the last podcast la, at least what's your favorite yeah. comment that has come up since um I mean like my favorite comment I wouldn't say it's my my favorite comment but it just struck me as interesting is that um some a user called Woolala channel posted mm. 12 hours ago mm. um, on a podcast that we did five months ago. Oh, really? About <laughs> yeah, what? they were talking, it was the one about the, the consequences of the horrible car crash at Tanjung Paga and the Malaysian government wants to stop sugar daddies. Mm. So, so this person just contributed um, his or her thoughts about 
the modern vehicle which have this feature where your door gets locked when you start moving because I think there was a lot of discussion about how come the doors in that horrible crash uh, in a, in a, in the, of the car in a horrible car crash couldn't be open and there was a lot of talk about the structural integrity of the car but I just found it found it nice that people are listening to podcasts that far long ago given that our podcast is about current affairs lah. Oh, uh, so so it's yeah. not so much the the content of the of the comment, which I mean, yeah, it, it is an informational uh, uh uh comment, and basically this person was going through the mechanics of how a car door works, lah, um, and why it shouldn't be the case that a door couldn't have been open, uh, especially with a BMW. Hmm. But yeah, I just thought, oh shit, twelve hours ago on a podcast that was done five months ago. Yeah. So this is why I would just wonder how how many people listen retroactively to our episodes. Hmm. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Um. So interesting, interesting. Mm. Uh, question. Uh, because yeah, my comment also is from this person called Rumisk. Uh, six days ago, mm. he's saying that uh, interesting. I think, but he was talking about our uh, one of our podcasts on uh, where there was a parliamentary showdown about Sika, and he gave his mm. perspective that uh, I, I um he gave his perspective that he's been listening to this for a few weeks now. Like, I think. What he's, he's saying is that he's been try, he's been following this issue for quite a few weeks, but actually he doesn't even live in Singapore anymore. But he points out that uh, he or she points out that um, Singaporeans' focus and the emotions on Sika are very uh, are quite uh, puzzling uh, to him, and and he, he mm. makes a, a lot of um, interesting points. And and and, and I mean, towards the end, he's still very. He, he does say he wishes Singapore the best. It's a great nation. I hope it progresses more in the future. So, so you know, that he puts like seven points down that I think are very interesting. Interesting perspective because it's not from a Singaporean, but from someone who has lived here before and and and, and is trying to wrap their head around how Singaporeans think about foreigners as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Rumis. That yeah. is cool. Rumis. Yeah. So uh, we will put the link to those comments in the show notes. Yes. Um, and and now on to our one shock thing of the past few days. And yes. what is yours, man? Uh, my one shock thing actually. Uh, I was gonna put it up. Uh, wait, uh. The mm. is actually. Um, I just started looking into model railroads, uh, and uh, oh man, yeah, because mm. because uh, like I'm trying to think about stuff that you can do with your with your kid at home. And uh, mm. model railroads actually have been very become a, a very fascinating thing for me to 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 understand la, and, and just uh, you know if, if all the little things like the scales and the gauges and and all that yeah, you need to really understand it before you really embark on on uh, really doing something like building something yourself at home la. But um, mm. I, I think it, to me is is is. I've been just watching this like model railroader magazine and they just mm. have like the, the the channel on YouTube just has all these tons of interesting, interesting um videos about how, how to build your own model railroad. Lah. And I I would encourage anyone also who is having this midlife crisis and, and isn't not, not going to KTVs or spending time at home, maybe this is worth checking out. Lah. <laughs> mm. So yeah. so I mean, but you still need to you still you still uh, have to buy the components of a model railroad. It's just mm. that what well, putting it together requires. It's not as simple as as it would be like a, for a yeah for a more mainstream. Because toy. in Singapore we don't have garages, we don't have attics. Most of us, 
So so yeah. space is a constraint. Space is a real issue. So we need. Oh, I thought you mean ethics. No, no, no. <laughs> like ethics, Singapore, no like, ethics. No, no, no. Ethics, no, we're like, fucking not ethical. Uh. No roof, top floor. Ah, okay, okay. So, ah, so we need ah. to think about a lot of these constraints when making, uh, doing these hobbies, lah. So, so this channel, uh, has helped me think a little bit more about it here in Singapore as well. Yeah. Mm. But as in the the pieces, is it is it almost like this this, like a Tamiya kind of community where. It, it there's a, a lot of that customization, yeah. But it's just for trains, lah. Yeah, it's meant to look very lifelike, uh. Yeah. Correct. Ah, and uh. is that like one, one or two train brands that are dominating it, or or is it just a very, very? No, the only ones that I've looked at are, are more for children. So so uh, ah. I I I haven't I haven't really looked that closely at the adult ones yet. Um, but uh, I will be lah. I will be very soon, uh. Oh, that's cool, man! Yeah. And for those listening, yeah, like uh, Terence, Terence loves his gadgets. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. So, so yeah, he, like, he like this, this railroad thing is just maybe, maybe just for for my kid this Christmas. Like this is a project we might try and do for my kid, lah. Your I, kid or for you? I say for Honestly, my kid, but more likely, it's, it's, <laughs> it's more likely for myself. <laughs> like, your yeah. kid is how one year old. Yeah. He's probably like. <laughs> yeah, he probably like, what for your kid. What string can eat on? Uh? But yeah, I just want to, I, I want to, like when he grows old now, he's like, oh shit, this is so cool. This is so awesome. Wow. Mm. You know, yeah. So I'll what see, is your one-shot cool. thing? My one-shot thing is a, is a podcast that I got recommended by a friend. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, it, it's it's a podcast by Tim Ferriss. You know, oh, Tim yeah. Ferriss, yes. the author of the 4-Hour Body, 4-Hour Workweek. And yeah. it's a podcast between where he interviews Jerry Seinfeld. Mm, okay. Because um, Tim Ferriss' podcast is all about you know productivity hacks and all that. And speaking to Jerry Seinfeld, who is not my favorite comedian, but he's mm. one of my I would say people I respect a lot, given that he created one of the most successful TV shows in the world and has and has managed to stay relevant over the years, like. Yep. But what I found interesting was like talking to Jerry Seinfeld. Almost felt like he was talking less to a comedian, but more more like a like an athlete. And I think mm. Jerry Seinfeld actually referred to himself more like an athlete as well because for him, staying, having that longevity in comedy or media mm. means you need to do your comedy training. Yeah, yeah, correct. And, and it was just a very, very like, f- seems like he's someone who really loves structure. Mm. And just hearing him talk about how you need to have structure in everything, especially comedy, mm. and, and how, how important it is for him to treat it like he needs to get his work in like you know you mm-hmm. hear athletes talk get your work in for yeah. him comedy is the same thing and i thought for anyone in the creative field or anyone in a field where it's maybe less defined than a nine to five corporate job mm. i found it quite quite interesting his approach to things and and i mean the results also like he stopped seinfeld he uh created that comedians in cars getting coffee which mm-hmm. started off as a web series then became like a netflix show mm. and do you know his 66 years old and he still trains like weight training three times a week hit three times a week and he did say he feels like he's just getting away scot-free and some, he's just going to drop dead like. but again he mm. puts it down to like some sort of structured thing to everything in his life like. yeah. I know yeah. <laughs> I don't know for me like the older I get the more I need structure mm. I think that's what I've heard as a common thing but when it comes to to comedy and all I know Joe Rogan has that one friend who went from MMA to comedy right Brandon Shop what's the yeah. guy's name Brandon, uh, Brandon Shop and Joe Rogan Joe Rogan himself said he's bringing something to comedy that not many comedians practice like, that rigor yeah. of training like, right yeah yeah, yeah. I tried the yeah, I so, tried the Seinfeld method for 
for exercising before. I think he said, I mean, his method is the one where you you buy a calendar with all the dates on it, and then uh, uh, every time you exercise or you do that thing that you were supposed to do, then you cross out that. Don't day break la. the chain, lah. Right? Yeah, yeah, don't break the chain. Uh. So it's supposed to be a very strong motivator to get you to to try to just do like continuously the number of days, you know, um, by not breaking the chain, lah. Right? It's it's sort of like a game. Mm. You're gamifying your own uh, routine, lah. So 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 mm. I think during circuit breaker I I used that quite a bit and uh yeah it oh, was really, yeah. yeah it was it was fantastic to to see your calendar like to the brim uh like on a certain month or what lah. and sometimes I will go back to the calendar I'll flip to that month and I'll be like oh yeah I exercised a lot that month lah. it wasn't that amazing and I look at myself now which I haven't exercised in like months <laughs> and I'm like oh, fuck, I feel depressed so so that's the flip side of it like you you feel like yeah. It feels like a lot to 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 get back onto that treadmill like, when you've been off it for various reasons. For I mean, I had mm. a I had a kid and all you know, and 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 COVID nineteen happened, so it was different, like, you Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why that's why it's interesting because he also said one thing which was nice to hear. He said, um, the thing that has helped his comedy the most is his um irritability and crankiness, mm, and he said correct. he actually protects it like a like a blessing because. If you haven't seen his comedy, it's very observational. Like yeah. he'll notice these little quips in life that, um, uh, just like everyone has experienced, but no one has really thought of. Yeah. And he said, the problem with being successful is that it removes, it allows you to do things to remove all things that irritate you, and yeah. and that's something he protects, right, And right. that made me feel a lot better when I, uh, I when when I get jumpy and edgy and and overly sensitive about things. Yeah. So next time, if you say, hey, you know, don't be so blah, blah, I'll be like, Terrence, I'm doing it for the sake of our brand. Okay? <laughs> for comedy, sure. Sure. so let me be. <laughs> let me be. Is this, is that let argument you use with your girlfriend or so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start. Let's I'm going see to start. How, let's see with how everyone well now. works. <laughs> with, with everyone now. <laughs> let's see how well If I'm irritable, I'm like, yo, I'm practicing my craft. Okay? Yeah. You want me to be a good comedian? You let me be irritable. Uh, I think I, yeah, the, exactly. the, the funny one I saw was when he he was on some red carpet or something being interviewed. Then someone, another mm. celebrity ran up to him, some young singer, Keisha. Keisha, Keisha. Keisha. Yeah, 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 Keisha oh, yeah. I love you. Can I get a hug? Then he's like, no, no. <laughs> I don't know you. I, please don't. So, so that was pretty funny. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking funny. Yeah. I, 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 I so so that, now yeah. I feel I feel I feel less uh, annoying when I'm irritable. Uh. Or when I when I suddenly say something that might be like, "Hey, why are you so sensitive, one?" No, can I'm you like? Sorry, no. I think it's important to have a bit of balance of both of self awareness and <laughs> and being just a fucking ass asshole for the sake of being an asshole. So I just say, sorry. I just say, just hold sorry. it, hold, hold no, it back. Sorry, sorry, dial it back a bit, wanna, dial it back. No, sorry. After so you've completed, after you have your full <laughs> TV series and ten seasons of it and made billion a billion dollars as a comedian, then okay, <laughs> then you step back and say, "Okay, I'm cranky for a reason." Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like Jerry Seinfeld attributes all his success to his crankiness and irritability. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. That I, is I'm doing it for, for the team. It's precisely I'm doing it for the team. That's precisely a celebrity thing. Being completely lack of self awareness <laughs> in saying such a thing. Such a privileged <laughs> position to be saying something like that. Hey, don't you dare bring up privilege. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't bring up privilege. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. oh what a what a primary school argument oh yeah, oh, oh. yeah. Uh, mm. yeah anyway. at, at least we ended we ended the podcast after that boring ass second topic uh on a on a lighter note yeah yeah but yeah it's good cool all right man. so so 
Yeah, if 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 you guys um yeah, what was I gonna say? Oh fuck yeah, it'd be great if you could share this with one person and please check out our subreddit yeah. uh, and carry on the discussion there. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. Peace.